You don't know what you don't know. This is definitely how I felt when I started my second year of teaching. You see, there were so many things I missed doing over my first year of teaching that I quickly learned was really important. But it's one of those things you don't know what you're missing until you know, if you know what I mean. How many times can I say you know? You get my point. There are a lot of parts of teaching that you just don't know until you figure it out and learn the hard way. But here's the thing. I'm not going to let that happen to you. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the ultimate first year teacher classroom checklist. Now, this was inspired by a free checklist I made for new teachers. So if you haven't had a chance and you are a new teacher stepping into the classroom or you're switching grade levels, download this guide, this checklist right now because it is going to help you prepare over the summer without forgetting things because I needed this checklist because there's always those things you forget. So anyways, definitely go download it and here, let's go ahead and grab a cup of chai from Starbucks or coffee and let's get started. Hey, teacher bestie, my name's Helena and I'm the creator of the Present Teacher Podcast. I'm a first year teacher coach and in this podcast, you are gonna learn everything from simple, actionable classroom management, social emotional learning, and teacher wellness strategies. You know that impact you wanna make in the classroom? Well, we're gonna make it happen here. All right, so one of the first things you want to do, this ultimate checklist in your classroom, is you're going to want to set up your classroom layout. Now, there's two ways you just took this when I said that. You either thought, you know, how I scroll on Pinterest, I find how people have their desks set up and different areas, you know, you, you know, maybe the posters on their wall or the themes, and you call it good. So that was one way to think about what I just said. The second way is how to organize your classroom to work with the flow of the day. Now, I'm going to guess you probably thought number one, but here's a common mistake teachers make is they set up their classroom before they figure out the flow of the classroom. Now, you are not going to make this mistake because I'm going to help you right now. Before you go on Pinterest, before you pick a thing and start filling your Amazon wish list and posting in the face free Facebook groups, here's what you're going to do instead. You are going to, if you got your first job or your next job, first off, congrats. Yay. I wish I had like little buttons that celebrated. Maybe one day I'll get those, but yay. The first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to be able to see your classroom. When you get a classroom, step one, take pictures. You might feel silly, but just let them know you're thinking of ways to set up your classroom. Take pictures. Do not then decide on decor. Please don't. First, think of the different areas that you want in your classroom. This could include student work. Now, is this where they're working independently? Are they always working independently? Or do you want another student area where they can come together when you're teaching? So student area, teaching area. Do you want to have a student center? 
a center where they turn stuff in, get extra pieces of paper, get extra pieces, you know, things of supplies? Do you want them to be able to go to their stations and pick out, you know, the centers on their own, finish their work, their early finishers, all that jazz? Figure out the layout of your room based on how you think your school day is going to go. That will save you so much time and so much money. Please don't go buy decor before you do this. If you already have, no big deal. But before, and if you already set up your classroom, no big deal. But go back and please think about how you think your school day is going to go. What are your kids going to do when they come in? What are they? Where are they going to go to? Do you have these high traffic areas? Are you going to have them? I wouldn't put my student center right by the door where I'm grading students because then that's just going to be 18 students right there by the door. Think about the flow of your classroom first, then set up your classroom. That is a huge, huge thing. Please do this. Please, please. Okay, off my soapbox. Moving on. Next thing that you want to do is to stock up on essential supplies. Now in the future, podcast episode, and I may or may not, I need your help. Okay, I'm going to be 100 transparent. I'm thinking of doing a YouTube channel on top of this podcast. I like the podcast. It matches my personality. I'm able to just talk through my stuff and make it short for the most time. Sorry when I rant and get the information to you. But I'm thinking there's just some things that a YouTube video would be nice or a channel would be nice for. So if you are listening to this podcast episode, first send me a DM on Instagram or TikTok and let me know you're listening. But also tell me, yes, you would listen if I made a YouTube channel. No, if you would not, thank you. Because I don't want to go make it if you guys don't find it useful, if you know what I mean. But anyways, huge tangent. I'm thinking of putting together an ultimate checklist of things or essential supplies you should have for kindergarten, first grade, second. Now, for my upper elementary and other grade levels, I could go out and ask other teachers what they recommend. However, I'm probably going to do K through second because I've taught K through second. And I don't want to give you advice of things that I haven't actually done myself. So I'm thinking of doing the essential guide for like kindergarten, everything you need, checklist, same with first, same with second. Let me know if this is something you want and I will definitely make it this summer. All right, back to this. But stock up on essential supplies. I can tell you right now, grab the pencils. Pencils. By the end of the year, pencils with erasers are like magical. Um, definitely get pencils. And if you go to Amazon, they have pre-sharpened ones. Pre-sharpened. I haven't had to sharpen a pencil in years. I have a classroom drop who does it, but I buy the pre-sharpened so that way it's not that long to sharpen. They just, they just put it in and go. Pencils. Grab the pre-sharpened pencils. You can never go short with that. I don't care if your school provides it. I always run out. Another thing. Grab some teacher pens. I like paper mat. I have my pens. I know which ones I like. Paper mat, paper mate. I love these. The Ink Joy gel ones. Oh, or the little ones that are like markers, but they're thin. Those are amazing. I love those. But figure out your favorite, you know, teacher pens and get your own set of them. That's a great thing to have. Another thing, important thing to have is paper. Lined paper. We go through a lot of that. My school may provide it, but you know what? It's a good thing to have. Any notebooks, folders, binders. Now, I'm not talking about your whole class. Most of the time, your class is going to send um, things for your 
a supplies list, there we go, to your kids, but for you, for your data collection, for your IEPs, for all that, think more you and your office supplies first, then we can think about the classroom. You might also consider, you know, you can do the decor, the bulletin boards, not before you do your layout, right? But all of these, and you know what? I want to I wanna do a YouTube channel or a future podcast episode on cheap ways to furnish your classroom. Because you don't need to go to Walmart. You don't need to spend $20 per bin. Go to Goodwill. Go to Dollar Tree. My classroom organization, Dollar Tree. My kids' desk baskets, Dollar Tree. You don't need to spend a ton of money. Please don't spend a ton of money. You may not have a ton of money, and that's okay. You can still have an amazing classroom and not spend a ton of money. And I can expand way into this, and I can talk about some organization hacks I have. Let me know if you want that podcast, maybe a YouTube channel or YouTube video would be better for that. But anyways, stock up on essential supplies you will need, and this will make your school year run smoothly because believe me when I say when you run out of supplies in the middle of the year and you're trying to remember, it'll take you four or five weeks possibly to remember to buy that one thing, possibly, if you're like me. So stock up on essential supplies now and in the checklist, I might add also some things by grade level you'll probably need. The next step, create a classroom management plan. So let me tell you the truth about this. In college, we made a classroom management plan. If I'm being honest, I don't remember what was on that plan, but I can tell you, I don't use it now. My classroom management plan is completely different. So, Create a classroom management plan, especially now, before your upcoming school year is going to be so important. It should outline your expectations, behavior, um, procedures, consequences for misbehavior, how you're going to reward positive behavior. It's important to have this plan in place now so you can be consistent with it over the school year. Now, I have a couple names for you, so um, grab a pen or open this app in another I, I don't know. Instagram, on Instagram, go follow Gina with heart. My friend Gina, she was in the thriving teacher, 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 um, the thriving teacher um, summit. But Gina is one of the all time people for classroom management. So definitely go follow her. Teaching with Heart. There we go. Gina from Teaching with Heart. Go follow her for classroom management. She is amazing. Also, go follow one. Gina will help you with the classroom management plan. She has a course. I can't tell you the name of it now, but go check it out because I've heard amazing things. So definitely go do that. Second thing is I have one person who I watched, I binge watched all her YouTube videos and she's amazing. I've talked about her on this before. One Fab Teacher. Go follow her. Hands down, Miss May, some positivity in your life with her firsties, teacher firsties or student firsties. Go follow her too for classroom management. And then the active educator or you know what? Stick around with me because I'm sharing more about classroom management as well. But Anyways, create a classroom management plan, and I can show you how to do this too, but because it's going to save you time later. Next thing, 
for the summer on your checklist you should make sure you do is plan your curriculum and lesson plans. As a first or new teacher, it's important to have a clear plan for what you're going to be teaching throughout the year. Now, I'm not talking about creating all your lessons over the summer unless you're required to. I've heard horror stories of that. That's you. I'm sorry. Maybe it's not a horror story. Maybe you enjoy that, but sounds like a lot of work over the summer. But take one of the things you want to do when you get into your new classroom is to take volume one of your curriculum home with you so you can start looking at get yourself familiar with the curriculum and start looking at maybe making a scope at a glance one person who does this really really well is busy miss bb she has a curriculum mapping one i want to say another one is kirsten Masick. she i believe also has a mapping one too So go follow them, go check them out. They're really good at mapping out your curriculum for the year. Okay, moving on. Next thing you want to have on your checklist is to establish communication with parents and guardians. One of the the things I wish I would have learned sooner is your families and you are working as a team and when you have consistent communication with them, it is going to save you so much time in the long run. One thing I learned from Busy Miss Bay, Miss Busy Miss May, or no, I'm combining names. Miss May from One Fab Teacher is she does love calls. And I have totally taken this idea. She came up with it. Again, go follow her YouTube. But I do love calls. So on that first week of school, I'm giving everyone a love call. Now you might be thinking, what's a love call? A love call is a positive call home. You know how in the classroom you might be focusing on more positive than the negative in your classroom. You want to do the same with communication. You want to have more positive communication than negative. How do you do that? You do that with love calls or what's trending right now on TikTok is glow notes. But you want to surprise your families with positive calls home or positive notes home. Now on the first week, maybe two, depending how big your class size is, you want to make sure every student gets a love call. This sets you up for success. This will make sure that your families love you. When your families are working with you, it makes, you know, the world, it makes your year so much easier. So Love calls are huge for this. Another thing, have a weekly newsletter. Having a newsletter or a monthly newsletter where you update families on any event is really important. That way, if you get any questions, you could put it on there. You have this week at a glance or the next month at a glance on there and done. You've already notified them. You've got it going. You've got everything up in one place where they can find it. So figure out how you're going to communicate with families And not only on like a monthly basis, but on a daily. Do you want to have them text you? I know some teachers that do that. I personally don't. I have a story about that. I get into later. But I personally don't get my personal personal phone number out. So I have Google Voice for phone calls. That is amazing because it's a fake phone number or it's a temporary phone number. And they can call me, text me just like normal and is off of Google works like a charm. Are you going to use Dojo? Um, There's some other ones. I can't remember what Miss May used from one fab teacher, but there's all sorts of things you could do. Seesaw maybe, but 
how are you going to communicate with parents? Figure that out now. And then come up with a system on how you can consistently communicate with them. The last thing you want to do is create a newsletter and not be consistent with it. Figure out how you're going to con- consistently communicate with your families. All right, so there is more inside that checklist where I'm going to walk you through even more about all the things, specific things you might want for the school year. So if you haven't had a chance, definitely go grab that now. And don't forget to hit subscribe. Let me know what you thought of this podcast episode by leaving a review. I really appreciate it. As always, remember we are stronger together. Take care and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope that you were able to take away some value that will help you thrive inside and out of the classroom. It would mean the world to me if you could take five seconds right now and leave a review on this podcast. And if you found this podcast especially helpful, make sure to take a screenshot of this episode right now and tag me on your socials to let me know you're listening. As always, remember that we are stronger together with all the love in the world, Helena, aka the President. See you next time, teacher bestie.